Welcome back to Cinemegan Theaters. We're on week 18. Uh, we just finished watching In the Mood for Love, which was directed by Wong Kar Wai and was released in the year 2000, Y2K. Um, I would love to just jump into the points of discussion because I, I watched this film for the first time, I think either December 2020 or January 2021. And so it's been about either five or six months. And it's better the second time around for sure. Like it, it was phenomenal when I watched this movie the first time, but even the second time, like I'm, I'm joined with Vernon tonight and yep. like halfway or like not halfway, but like throughout the movie and actually one time verbally, I was like, Oh damn, like this movie's fantastic. <laughs> like a major theme uh, from this movie, as one can tell after watching it is that love can outlast any relationship. Uh, further going into how love as an emotion um, can outlast any relationship by lingering in one's mind because uh, it's not a tangible item so it can kind of just like follow a person um, yeah in your mind like I, I don't know your mind has all the feelings right like I'm, I'm not a psychology like uh, major but I'm assuming that's what it means um, and I guess agree, disagree. Just out of curiosity on that theme. Uh, I would. Um, uh, it's kind of hard to say. I have. I, I have argument points. Uh, I don't know. Because uh, it's it, the, the the whole love thing is very interesting with these two main characters. Mm -hmm. And like them obviously kind of falling for each other and just like their own like both of their like marriages mm -hmm. and i don't know it's, it's I, think, I think like you said the second watch would be helpful this is my first time seeing this one car white movie and i don't it was just so interesting seeing like how they how both some how submissive they both were mm -hmm. with their relationships even like them discovering or like them knowing that their partners were cheating and then them kind of just like not necessarily okay with it but just like being kind of somewhat okay with it like, like yeah kind of like, like i guess that's the way it is <laughs> like yeah. they kind of um, just like really, kept going yeah, yeah like they were more faithful to like societal norms than yeah and how like respect they, like and how they were afraid to be seen with each other at mm -hmm. the thought of them cheating or the, the thought of them having something together when like lit, their partners are literally fucking each other like yeah yeah i don't know that was Oh, it's so it's such an interesting movie. Yeah, and I think they did a good job of displaying them as kind of polite, submissive people. With the first scene of them both trying to get the them both renting the place, like well, they're both saying, "Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, and so much." And I don't, it's just a very interesting movie. That's a good point. I didn't even, yeah, yeah. So, with my idea about how, or the idea. I'm not going to claim total ownership over this idea, but um, <laughs> with the idea that like the feeling of love can outlast like any relationship, you know, we're talking romantic in this movie. Um, I think Wong Kar Wai does a good job of 
visually showing that. Um, I wrote down how he uses repetitive visuals, the slow motion shots, or even like, if you want to argue, actually, they're not sequences, they're shots, yeah. Um, and the reoccurring haunting um, leitmotif, which is a leitmotif, is just like a reoccurring um, musical score with like the same few notes or whatever, which that definitely reappeared and even... He brought in like Nat King Cole singing a few songs as well. Um, and also, yeah, I even wrote down, Vernon, the characters themselves. <laughs> um, and yeah, how they kind of deal with this like feeling for them. I don't know if like, I kind of agree with you where it's like, I don't know if it's necessarily like love for their spouses or just like, um, like, the need to kind of, like, seem to be in love still with their spouses, like, from the outside world. Um, yeah, because even once they find out that, um, once Mrs. Chan and Mr. Chow find out that each of their spouses are cheating on them with one another, they play pretend with their failed relationships. Um, think, like, the death yeah. scene where... You know, she's like, oh, order for me. I, I don't know what your wife likes. So then he, um, she orders for him. And, you know, she ends up hating her meal because it's too spicy. But they both wanted to, like, re like, yeah, play pretend with, like, a seemingly, like, perfect or not perfect, but maybe more normal relationship because... Yeah, I would say it's a red flag if you're being cheated on, <laughs> um, just from my uh, personal stance on all this. And I'm, I'm assuming that the way, because they're playing pretend, they also have that same idea with infidelity. Um, but they're ignoring it. They're not necessarily trying to, like, like, they, they never, like, they're, they don't ignore it in the sense where it's like, it's not happening, but they just go along with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. Yeah, I'm thinking. OK, so I also wrote down too, where, you know, they're playing pretend with the failed relationships and even as they're playing pretend with their own failed relationships, it even transformed transforms into them playing pretend with their own relationship towards one another like they actually um do like a, like a rehearsal of how they're going to break up at the end when he decides he goes off to singapore right like that like mm -hmm. yeah like they they reenact that they're like we're gonna go through the steps of how this is going to be told later on and it's i don't know it's kind of yeah <laughs> like it's it's painful to like even watch I, I can't imagine like actually doing that like for yourself just reenacting like these hurtful moments and I think it's because they keep playing pretend with these failed relationships um and they're separating what is actually happening where versus what they want to happen it showcases how this feeling of love can transform into the feeling of loneliness because of this idolized fantasy that they both have for their lives, but they don't. And so they end up just 
by themselves at the end, which is heartbreaking. Because mm-hmm. even with what they have to, like, you know, Mrs. Chan and Mr. Chow, what they have, you know, romantically for one another, they're not going to act upon it because they're loyal to their cheating spouses. Even though their spouses, like, don't care about them. And it's mentioned multiple times. Or, like, it's, you know, their spouses do not care too much on what their wants or needs are. And, yeah, and so that's where, just to tie a break to, like, the lingering, like, and I think when love does transform into loneliness, it kind of, like, you can forget a lot of good things that come from loving somebody or being in love, which is heartbreaking. Yeah. And I think with that point, I think the movie does a really good job of kind of like, so like, I don't know. I'm not sure if this was the point, but I also kind of got that, um, that from their failed marriages, Mm -hmm. they kind of were like, traumatized to like really kind of go forward with what they were Mm -hmm. what they wanted somewhat um it could have just been the fact like you said like they were just loyal but it kind of felt at some points that like they were just like so afraid to like really go forward with what they wanted because what if this happened again and and the scene i really enjoyed was um the first scene with their when they're uh rehearsing her um exposing i'm not exposing but like asking her husband if he was cheating mm-hmm. and it kind of just jumps into the scene where it's just like do you have uh a mistress and, for, and at first i thought she was asking him like yeah. like i think she i thought she was asking mr chow and i was like oh what the fuck and she kind of got sad I was like oh and i yeah i don't know he was just it just Oh, it's such an interesting film. I want to watch it again. I really want to watch it again to like pick up on some of the stuff. Yeah, I, I may have missed on the first watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree with what you said about how these characters are probably just yeah like trauma. You said traumatized, right? You use that word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like from the past relationships, that is just gonna like be a like they like they're walking around with a brick wall in front of them. Which, and even like the end of it where they're both when they both go back to that apartment mm-hmm. and it's like they're, they seem to be like like they're it's like it's so close but no dice like it can like it's ah, like they're just like one step away from like happiness yeah like they're both just but one they're not, step they're behind. never gonna act on it yeah yeah in these situations, I would recommend acting and telling the person how you feel. <laughs> oh, just a life lesson for those tuning in tonight. Um, yeah, another um, just fun stuff to discuss. Uh, just like the, I literally wrote down, quote, other fun film techniques, end quote, um, because the, like, the framing, the colors, um, we can talk about the score a little bit too, uh, but just to dabble on the colors really quick, as I um, I was watching a video essay, actually the Crash Course has a YouTube video like talking about this film, so I did 
I did watch that. Shout out to Crash Course. And they were comparing this movie to a lot of like the 1950s like melodramas, at least like with the color schemes. I don't know. Have you ever seen All That Heaven Allows by Douglas Sirk? No. Okay. Or Vertigo. I haven't seen Vertigo, but I've seen All That Heaven Allows. I haven't seen Vertigo. You haven't? Or you have? No. Okay. No. So they just like both movies are similarly saturated with like red, blue, and green, which like with literary elements like red, you know, is passion, blue is sad, or like guilt um and then green envy jealousy and mm-hmm. like that movie like this movie's stock full <laughs> of red blue and green coloring just like in the different set pieces or the lighting or um the costume design like it's i mean it's beautiful to see but then also like knowing like the whole plot of the movie too you're like oh i get it like <laughs> good symbolism right there <laughs> And uh, also, I uh, it's been noted, too, that the camera angles kind of reinforce the fact that us watching the movie is simply that. We're, like, watching a movie or other people. Like, I, I don't know if you've no- if you noticed throughout the movie, but there were a lot of shots where they were fi- it was, like, filmed through something. Like, filmed through a window, filmed through a doorway, filmed through, like... like I want to say through a mirror, but it's, like, not a mirror. Like, it's not through a mirror. It's just, like, you see a mirror, and then they're off to the side. Like, you, you know the cool shot I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a really cool shot. Yeah, and and so, like, we're watching them. Also, I'm curious, too, if, like, with the mirror shots, and, like, are we also being reflected back on where it's, like, you know, obviously the life lesson here for the or the major theme is, like, you know, about love and like lingering and how that lingering can turn into loneliness so maybe like don't do this (laughs) um and yeah so even and then again going back to the mirrors and then all the heaven allows I am pretty sure that is the Douglas Sirk melodrama that actually uses a like a crap ton of mirrors just to like show like how empty the rest of the room is kind of like it's most of the time like um I I believe all that heaven allows it's been like years since I've seen these like all of his melodramas but I think this is the one where like there's an older like widowed woman who falls in love with her young gardener played by Rock Hudson and like because of the social class difference and like age difference like she's kind of like outcasted by her 1950s like society in the suburbs and there's just so many shots of her like through a mirror or like reflecting off a mirror just to show like the rest of the room like kind of empty so yeah I I could see how that could also be applied to this movie too going back on like the emptiness and just like being lonely and like you're by yourself in a mirror um specifically on the color I think I want to see other one other Juan Carwai movie, mm-hmm. and I think that's something he probably plays with a lot in his other movies. Because the one I've seen is Happy Together. Okay. And not to spoil it, but in that movie, it starts off with a uh, starts off black and white, and then like as the movie like it starts off with a black and white scene, but then as the movie goes throughout, like they like the color in the movie reflects the tumultuous relation like 
the tumultuous and kind of erratic relationship played throughout the movie. And that was really cool. I really love Happy Together. It's a really good movie. Um, I'll have to watch that. Yeah. I think that was 96 or 97 before this. And from what I understand from Wong Kar he kind of... Like, Happy Together was like the, like the medium of, like, uh, his, like his uh, filmography. Like, before it was kind of a lot of happy stuff. Happy Together, and then after Happy Together, it was a lot more, like... Less less happy endings, I would say. More more stuff like 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 this, where it was like it kind of was just like heartbreaking to see uh, these two people who obviously love each other just not just not work. Yeah, again after again. <laughs> yeah, there were three times where they could have gotten together, but it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, those are the points that I had written down. Um, I really loved the musical score. Um, the musical score is from another movie earlier on. I forget the title of it. Um, but I don't know. I, I always I, like I would get like ex- like watching this like I get excited when like the, that music starts because I'm like oh I gotta like pay attention like even signals like pay attention like yeah. the slow mo there's gonna be tension and like it just builds up and then when it like kind of switches more to like Nat King Cole it's it, yeah it's like even more sorrowful because I think Nat like. I think the song is in Spanish, and I think the song is like a love song. So just like the juxtaposition, you're like, oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, any other comments? Uh, I can't think of any. I, uh, I don't want to see it again. I think I'll have a lot more to say if I saw this specific movie again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like there's so many little things that you would just pick up on. Like that thing I said earlier about the uh like the politeness, like kind of being displayed very early in the movie, and like their kind of submissive politeness of one of to of one of and wanting to like whoever they're talking to, whoever they're dealing with in any situation, like wanting them to like be happy or like appease or whatever, like really just like showcase their both of their personalities. And I feel like there's a lot more that I just wasn't able to think like a lot of little things that I just wasn't able to pick up on seeing it like once. Before I honestly when I when it, when, like when it kept going, I thought they were gonna like just start a relationship, but then it never happened. Yeah. Before I forget how brilliant was it that we never saw their spouses? Great. That was phenomenal. <laughs> like, you could tell, like, um, like the wife, like, she, her hair was a little longer um, than Mrs. Chang. But, like, holy crap. <laughs> but, Yeah. And then that goes back to, like, the full camera, because it was either, like, blurry, or their face was just cut off, or it was just, like, literally, like, yeah. Brilliant. But, yeah, when you had asked, like, 
maybe 10 minutes or 15 minutes into the movie and you're like, wait, we haven't seen him yet, right? I was like, nope. <laughs> we have not seen uh, Mr. Chan. But... Mr. Infidelity. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, I guess I guess that's it for tonight, but thank you for joining me, as always. And Please. yeah, I... Hope you have a splendid rest of the evening and a phenomenal rest of the week. I'll see you later. Bye.